the Women's Creative dares their listeners to hurdle their dreams. Tune in to our weekly podcast to hear from individuals who are breaking down barriers, solving problems, and making the world a better place. Hear the stories of these business owners who chose to take the road less traveled. Join us for Not There Yet. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Not There Yet. This is Lindsay. And Lexi. Hi. Thank you for tuning in every week to Not There Yet. This podcast is... It's really our love letter to women in the community who've taken the road less traveled to get to where they are now. They are making change and doing it on their own terms. And we're so honored to be able to help share their stories. The Women's Creative, we exist to support women-owned businesses and support women in the community by helping them take their business further on their own. We create shopping opportunities with our brick and mortar in Tampa and here in St. Louis called Procure. We also host numerous events for the community where we really bring out women-owned businesses for the community members to be able to shop from them. We also host Stronger Than Coffee every Thursday morning, which is a free virtual opportunity to connect with us and women in the community. And we'd love for you to be there. Few of our podcast guests have actually been regular attendees of coffee. So it's a really fun way for you to be able to ask them questions that maybe you have as a follow-up to the podcast. So thank you again for tuning in and being on this journey with us of Not There Yet. All right, Lexi, roll call. What are you wearing or using today? Yes, my favorite part. Well, to kick it off this morning, I used my Fawnberry Apothecary Organic Face Toner. I have really sensitive skin and I was really hesitant to get a toner that didn't make me like break out and have a rash. But she is absolutely amazing and her stuff is all organic, made by hand and smells amazing and just really works to like get everything out of my pores and make me like refreshed and ready for the day. So that's how I okay. kicked off. I know I was refreshed. It was great. And then second, I have my custom Kim Teak glasses. So custom frames made local in St. Louis. She has such a great sense of style. She is amazing. Can't say enough. And I actually got these lenses blue light fitted for when I edit. So my eyes have a little bit of a break, but I can look stylish while doing it. So, you know. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Anybody who has listened to the podcast before probably knows I love my Kim Chi glasses as well. Oh, yes. Kim is so great. I feel like she's found a way for people just to be able to style glasses that make their they're really an extension of your look and your overall aesthetic. And I just, I love the passion that she puts into every pair of glasses. Yes. 100%. All right. What do you have? Okay. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, recently I bought skin and wicks. I bought her spa day soap. Ooh. And it's amazing. My skin feels so soft. I used it. So yesterday, I'm still kind of riding the coattails of like a relaxing Sunday. And I took a long bubble bath yesterday, used my Skin and Wicks soap, and my skin feels so soft and luscious. And then this morning, I am moving a million miles an hour because I took a big cup of coffee, fresh AF coffee. And it really got me wired and ready for the day. I love it. That's exactly what I need. It is. Okay. Well, I feel super ready to talk about our guest today. Um, So Lexi and I had the pleasure of interviewing Samantha Smagala, who is the executive director of the Delmar Loop Community Improvement District and also the founding partner for Pocket Parks. And it was so fun to meet this woman who is doing such diverse and valuable work for the community. Yeah. She literally is the Leslie Nope of St. Louis and I love it. Uh Uh-huh. 
But it's so great to hear that insider kind of point of view of what she's doing and what she plans to do. And like, it is the perfect example of not there yet of what she's getting ready to do, what the community is getting ready to do and like the process and journey she's been on. Mm -hmm. I love that. So when she was talking to us, you know, we're not going to share too much because we want you to listen to our interview with her, but pocket parks, they take micro areas in St. Louis, maybe areas that could be used by a well-deserving community, but are just sitting desolate and vacant. And she decided to just make change and do something. And they literally with, you know, a bootstrapped budget, they make these beautiful, amazing parks again, that are just, they're needed for the community. They're amazing. And she did this because no one else was doing it. That's truly not there yet. She's paving her path and just making change because she knew it needed to happen. Yes, she is absolutely amazing. So definitely. And then with Delmar Loop, so she is obviously a founding partner of Pocket Parks Board and she's a current advisor for them now, but she's also full-time with the Delmar Loop Community Improvement District. And for that, I think she's new to the position, but having a ton of fun, just getting to know the community a little bit better and also using the tools that she's learned over her career and bringing them to another really well-deserving community. So I can't personally wait to see everything she does there too. Yes. Yes. She is on the go and moving and it's very exciting to see what she comes up with next. All right. Well, we are not going to share too much. We want you to listen. As always, thank you for tuning in to Not There Yet. And if you have any story ideas or you yourself want to be interviewed with us, let us know. You can just DM us or send us an email. Anyway, enjoy the interview. Thanks. The Women's Creative couldn't be more excited to record our weekly podcast at Shock City Studios. Their large format studio specializes in music, podcasts, and audiobooks. If you're looking for a space for you, call Shock City Studios. All right, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to this interview. Again, this is Lindsay. And Lexi. Hey, and we are with our good friend, Samantha Smagulla, the director of the Delmar Loop, and also founder and board advisor for Pocket Parks. That's right. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay. We just, that was a mouthful. Tell (laughs) us more about you and both organizations. So first I'll start with Pocket Parks because I've been doing that since 2021. Uh, The loop is a little bit more recent, but Pocket Parks was founded really to reduce vacancy and activate space. So I'm a designer by my background. I actually am a commercial interior designer. Oh my gosh. And now I'm doing parks. So I kind of feel like I turned into Leslie Nope. I didn't know what I was getting into. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> but it's so much fun. St. Louis needed a Leslie Nope. So thanks for being Leslie. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> I was, you know, trying to use my skill set for public work, basically. Mm-hmm. How can I use my problem solving skills, my design skills to design something that wasn't just for one group or one audience, mm-hmm. but could reach everyone? And that kind of translated into public space. So I was on a run downtown and I saw this vacant lot and I took a photo, sketched a little idea on top of it, like using Snapchat or something, Amazing. you know, <laughs> and I started finding a lot of these in my phone. I'm like, maybe I should do something with this. And because it was, you know, peak COVID, I had some extra time and hence Pocket Parks was born. Wow. Way to use your time for good. (laughs) If there's no project, I will create a project. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So yeah. So you started Pocket Parks basically out of a necessity for these vacant spaces just to need to be beautified and taken care of. 
Yes. So how did you kind of go about creating your board and getting your team? And obviously there's funding that's been needed. What was the process for all of that? That's a mouthful. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it was such a learning curve for me because I've actually done a lot of consulting around design, but also around like consulting with entrepreneurs and young businesses. So nonprofit world was not my forte. It's not where I came from. And I kind of, you know, fell into this. Obviously, parks aren't revenue generators, typically. And so nonprofit just made sense. And it was something that was highly visible that a lot of people got excited about and could get on board with because they could see where their dollars were going into an actual physical space. So Mm. that kind of really motivated people to get excited about it. People started promoting it. I think Renny Knott was the first person. And so I have to shout him out to cover the story. And I even asked him to wait because we didn't have a park yet. I was like, can we just... Oh my gosh. Can you give me like six months? He goes, maybe. And then he ran it the next week. Oh my gosh. Of course he did. Yeah. But after that, the phone started ringing and people started getting excited and I think within the next three, four months, we had our first park, and mm. we You've hosted. You so fast. That is so quick. That's amazing. I've been chasing it ever yeah. since, so it's That's been awful. fun. Oh, my god! So gosh. starting the board and the team, so it does take a while to create a nonprofit and get your 501c3. Right. I think the IRS took around nine months or so for us, but, you know, once you do get it, you can use it from the start of your actual like business license. So it does take a while to fill out this, you know, the forms, but it's not impossible. So don't get overwhelmed by that. If you're thinking about starting a nonprofit, it's doable. And there's lots of help out there, resources in St. Louis. When it comes to the board and the team, a lot of it started with friends and acquaintances Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to be strategic with who had the skill set for XYZ and trying to be diverse and bring people together. But soon after, you know, you kind of attract the people who care about the thing that you're doing. So it grew from there. And now we have a board of five and a team of 10. And it's amazing. Amazing. How many parks have you redeveloped in your time with Pocket Parks? So we've worked on about six projects and two were more temporary activations and we have four permanent park projects right now. And we are kicking off Dutchtown next. So we're starting community engagement. If you're in Dutchtown, please visit our website and fill out that survey because we need your input. But yeah, it's, it's been pretty quick. So it's been a little over two years and we're on our fifth project. So... That's awesome. Walk us through what that was like, the first park that you guys were like completely done. And it was like, you you know, you completed your first park. You built a park. Like, just, I can't even, I don't even have the words. I'm sure you don't either. Like, what was that like, that first one that you guys finally accomplished after all those like trials? So it's funny because I never think any park is done. (laughs) Right. You're always working. So, um, (laughs) so I was probably disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, looking back, that's exactly how we. Should have done it. And, you know, we work in a very agile, iterative way. So our first park really was uh, our downtown location, the DUC or Duck Park. And we had $900. That was it. What? And I was like, what what do we do that's going to make a huge visual impact that will activate this vacant lot? And we received permission from Level on Locust, that's the apartment building next door, to paint a mural on the building. 
very exciting. $900 does not pay for an artist. And right. I, you know, I love art. I'm an artist at heart, and I never want to, like, devalue anyone's artistic profession, okay. creativity. So I knew that hiring an artist wasn't an option because we just didn't have enough money for it. So I was like, what can we do that's simple and I can do with volunteers? And I was like, mm. stripes, of course. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> we can paint stripes. So we did a rainbow. And the next day, so people fun. started taking selfies. It was oh. crazy. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And yeah, if you haven't passed by, it's at Olive and... Uh, Tenth and Locust. Tenth and Locust. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's so simple, but it is, it's an eye catcher. Like, you're driving and you just have to look at it. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's so Okay, cool. I just want our listeners to think about that for a minute. Uh, they built a park with $900. What have you done with $900? <laughs> <laughs> Bought That's, an expensive bag. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, well, I bought a plane ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, amazing. So, th- you know, that was the first, wow. like, step towards complete. Since then, we've invested probably maybe 8000 more, and it has gone through many different phases. And we even did a little workshop and seminar for the APA conference last year talking about overnight placemaking and how you can use tactical urbanism to really transform space in a semi-permanent way that's really impactful. So definitely take a look. All of the materials are either from like Home Depot or Amazon. We're not, you know, doing anything that is impossible or difficult or needing building permits for. We try to make sure that everything's simple, streamlined, feasible, and fast because people don't want to wait. Right. It's true. So if a community has an area that they would like to potentially become a park at park, what's the process for maybe submitting that idea to you guys? So the best way would be to go on our website and fill out the Pocket Park application. But you could reach out to us in any different way. You can call us. You can email us. We will ask you to still fill that out because it gives us the appropriate amount of information to learn about the project, how far you might already be along, or maybe you're just starting, and then we can kind of understand how we can best serve you. That's great. I love that. That is so cool. That's just like a a whole nother world that people can tap into with the right resources. And I think just you guys' compassion for your, your work is just what sets it apart and is so great. So what would you say in your little toolbox of all the incredible creative things are some traits that kind of got you where you guys are today. Like, or what are you learning along that journey? Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> personal traits? It can be both. Either professional, yeah. This one was tough because I was thinking about this. And I think there are definitely some things that I exude that, you know, people gravitate towards. I tend to be very open, very, mm-hmm. I'm a very much a people person, right? Mm-hmm. But I really care about the team and whoever is working on this. And by the way, it's all volunteers. We've done all amazing. of this work with volunteer That's hours. Amazing. So I'm very protective over our people because I don't want them to get burnt out. I don't want them to feel like they are being taken advantage of or overwhelmed in any sort of capacity. I want them to have fun. So that's something that I think has really helped just build up the team because, you know, everyone should feel like they're doing this and, you know, remain passionate about it because that's how we achieve the best work. So I'm very protective over the team and making sure that they feel good and 
are still having fun and then I just kind of be the glue in between. (laughs) But I think personally, I I don't know, I've never been like scared to fail. Mm -hmm. And my career has been such a winding road. It's never been a straight path. I've really experimented with a lot of different things, but I've learned so much along the way that's kind of pointed me in this direction. So you know, I, it almost made me nervous before. Like, okay, where am I going? What am I doing? Right. You know, I'm doing interior design today and I'm doing business consulting tomorrow. And I kind of felt like, what What do I look like from the outside in? <laughs> like, am I confused? <laughs> you know, I look back at that now and I think it's a really common thing that people go through when they're trying mm-hmm. to like define their career, which I never did. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I'm extremely happy doing the things that I'm yeah. doing. But I think if you consider your career like a never-ending journey, mm-hmm. then you're giving yourself permission to explore the hills, valleys, mountains that you might not have you know, wanted to go that direction before. So I think that that's something that's really led me to who I am and there's somewhat of a fearlessness about that. So don't be scared to fail. I love that. Okay, you are the epitome of not, the not there, there yet. Yeah, I was worried. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I so good. for listeners who maybe feel like they're alone or their journey isn't moving fast enough or they feel stuck, I think just having that fearlessness and that that um knowledge that failing is okay is so important. So your journey, it you you know your interior designer, you have started Pocket Parks. You're also now the executive director of the Delmar Loop. Yeah, like you, Crazy. your journey, you know, you're driving all over. Yeah. <laughs> um. So tell us about the Delmar Loop and how did that position kind of come to be? Sure. So I'm actually the director of the Delmar Loop on the city side. So it is the East Loop Community Improvement District. It, that's a mouthful, but we do also go by the Delmar Loop. And that actually, I kind of was led to that from Pocket Parks. We had done some park projects in the area, and I learned about everything that was happening on Del Mar and how much energy there was about, you know, rebuilding and getting people outside and just supporting local businesses. And I thought, this is something I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So I learned about this position and immediately was like, Huh, I wonder if that's something I could do. And I applied and learned more along the way. And and it was a pretty extensive application process, but I appreciated that. So it really prepared me, actually, for what I'm doing now because I had to put many different documents together Mm. and strategic plans and things. And, and, you know, it kind of allowed me to hit the ground running Mm -hmm. after being offered the position and, and getting started. So what I focus on now there's a little bit of everything. So Pocket Parks is very hyper-focused on small outdoor spaces. But what I'm doing now with the Del Mar Loop is I'm focusing on safety and security. That's a huge Mm -hmm. one. Maintenance and beautification. So anything from making sure the trash gets picked up to planting new trees. We just installed some new crosswalks to keep people safer as they're crossing the street around STL Artworks or the pageant. Mm. And I also get to do some economic development work, which is anything from, you know, trying to incentivize developers to develop in the area, filling vacant, 
you know, retail spaces or office spaces, events, marketing. So it's been a really, really fun journey so far. I'm only three months in, but I love it. And I feel like, you know, I went from having lots of little jobs and, you know, maybe like 10 jobs at once (laughs) to having this one job that gives me everything that I love underneath one umbrella. So, so far it's been special. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. People, I mean, I think people spend a lifetime trying to find that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been 34 years. People people still look at (laughs) it. I love that. No, that's amazing. Okay. So since starting with the Del Mar Loop and, you know, even looking back on Pocket Parks, what are some of your greatest accomplishments or like what's your proudest moment? Mm -hmm. You could do one for each or you could Mm. also just, it could be even prior to those two. Who cares? Yeah. Along the journey. I don't feel like it's happened yet. You know, that's okay. Honestly, with Pocket Parks, just being blown away on how far it's come. And I know it's because of the team. So I think on that side, it's probably, you know, having been able to form that team like family and and be able to, you know, just lead and empower. And of course, you know, getting to know the community and, and the parks themselves. But the biggest accomplishment I think is yet to come. We're looking at scaling and expanding to other cities and oh, states. Wow. So those are things that I'm looking forward to. But I definitely, I always have to practice like, oh, let's reflect and mm-hmm. appreciate because sometimes I get so caught up with what's next that mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you did good. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so good today. Yeah, you mm-hmm. did good. You know, yeah, we always talk about that. Celebrate the wins yes. and celebrate the journey. Because if you don't and you're constantly looking forward, you can find yourself exhausted or just feeling like you're not moving fast enough. But everything you've done till now is right. It's great. And there's no shoulds or coulds along the way. It's just opportunity and progress that's gotten you to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, being able to also recognize that you're going to go through highs and lows and ups and downs because you know, as much as I want to say I've been happy the entire time I've been doing this, like there's always hills and valleys. I've been using a lot of landscape metaphors lately. Hey, makes sense. We are in a car (laughs) driving. It's not there yet, journey. (laughs) But, you know, have patience with yourself for sure. And, you know, take in the good and the bad. And and that's why I think being, you know, not afraid to fail is, is important. So, There's a lot of good things to come for Pocket Parks. But for the loop, you know, just being new to the position, there's so many things that I'm looking forward to. And right now, I'm really just working on relationship building and, you know, still in a learning phase, too. I'm trying to be a sponge Mm -hmm. and do a lot of listening and really understand what the community wants because I could have all the great ideas in the world to to try and implement in the Del Mar Loop, but none of that really matters if it's not what people are looking for, what people value, and what they want to see happen with the district. So it is kind of like a quasi-government role, you know. I'm I'm really a voice for the people that do business, live in the loop, play in the loop, and try to make sure that I'm supporting and making it better along the way. I love that. That's amazing. I think that's so great. I always tell people, like, especially in this line of work where you're always doing so many different things at once and everything's ever changing, like, growth is not linear. It's not a step by step check off process. Like, 
you do it how it comes easy to you. And I just think the Loop should be so grateful to have you <laughs> on their board for something like this because it is so important. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the Loop and there's always always room for improvement. So having someone in your position being like, what can we always improve while also taking time to reflect and appreciate is, is so exciting and so important. Okay, well, the Loop, Pocket Parks, St. Louis in general is just very lucky to have you. <laughs> yes. Any other questions, Lexi? I don't think so. All right, well, this great. was so fun. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. (laughs) And this is one example, our conversation with Samantha is one example of the women in the community who have taken the road less traveled to get to where they are. And we're so happy they have because they're making a real impact in the community. So thank you so much, Samantha. Thank you for having me. And if anyone listening has an idea of someone that we should interview or you yourself want to be interviewed, please reach out to us. We just want to continue to tell the stories of women who are making change. And again, this is Not There Yet. Thanks for listening. Bye.